Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, with your hosts, Jane Prater and Ryan Seed. Perfect Organism is the only exclusive alien podcast of its kind, with our official discussion group, the Weyland-Yutani Bulletin. Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings. Fry half the city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, base plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. We got nukes. We got knives, sharp sticks. Knock it off, Hudson. All right, gear up. Was there an alien on board? Yes. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Charles, please, open up! I can't do this with anyone. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. This is episode 45, I believe. I am your host, J.M. Prater, and this is... Ba-da-boom. Uh, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so we're having a, a round table. We had kind of a round table before. We're having another one right now. Um, who knows? It might become official. Uh, we'll see. Um, but, uh, Michael, thanks for coming back on. Uh, Michael was with us last time for our last episode. We really appreciate it. We love all your input and your passion. Um, Absolutely, I appreciate it, guys. Totally, and Dave, Dave Gogol, uh, who hey, we have sh- it right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and who, Dave, we've shared his your your articles, which have been awesome. Um, I like thank you, thank you. I like this kind of group because I know that there's kind of a lot of division in um, or polarization. I don't want to say division, just polarization in the fan amongst the fan community <laughs> in terms of people who like Prometheus and people who don't. Um, yeah. Uh, and they're usually the, from what I can tell, um, it's kind of this line down the middle where people are like, no, I don't like it, I hate it. Um, I'm not one of those people. I don't like the film as a whole, but there are things that I love about it and that I watch again because I love those things. Um, but So I like having a mix of people who don't agree with me. And maybe they don't agree with Ryan or they don't agree with Michael, but everybody's kind of coming from a different perspective. Um so, uh, before we kind of start our episode, um, I'm, Dave, I'm just curious how you became a fan. Um, it's got so long ago, the memory is almost kind of hazy now. I just remember seeing it on TV. Um, it was Aliens. Um, it must have been some, I don't remember when it was even shown. I think they were showing the laser disc version of Aliens. I remember the Century Guns clearly thinking that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I was obsessed with the creatures from there, uh, the Marines, of course. Um, then I stumbled upon Alien and um, blown away. The whole space jockey, derelict thing just blew my imagination for years. And that was really it. I was obsessed from a young age through college to past that. And that was it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what you doing? <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> um, but uh, so what pushed you into you know? I it's kind of funny, a little ir- irony here. I know 
we have our official page, which me and Ryan maintain. <laughs> um, and you, I found one of your your articles or your kind of op-eds or your essays or whatever uh, through the Wayland Utani Bulletin, and then you posted on the page saying, "I was going to title my blog Perfect Organism,' but I saw that it was already <laughs> taken." <laughs> um, yeah, this has been. Um, uh, I was procrastinating it for years. I just never got around to it. I even registered it, and then I think because when I just started the bulletin, I then saw. I don't know. It was either either Aaron or you guys posted the the podcast. I went, oh, I, I can't use that. I can't use that at all. <laughs> there, there goes that. That's funny. Um, I was doing some um, reviews for uh, my buddy Kareem and Hulking Reviewer. I was doing all the the, the Alien. Um, comic book reviews and I just saw something got flooded with the writing ideas I'm like you know what fuck it man I got to do this on my own so yeah two weeks ago I just I just went for it and that was that and I did not expect such positive responses but I guess I should have done it earlier yeah (laughs) it's really a good great community I mean I've met uh my original host Peter (laughs) through the Wayland Utani Bulletin uh I've met Ryan uh, through the Wayland Utani Bulletin, and it's funny when you start, you're kind of you're meeting people, and maybe we have a kind of a different yes. story about uh, how we became fans or whatever, or you know, on fandom because I was on AVP Galaxy for quite a few years before I even got into any groups on Facebook. Um, but I just, yeah. the, like you said, the reaction—it's it, just—it's a great thing. It's a completely different community than all the other whatever fandoms or groups that I know. The Alien is just completely different, which is one of the reasons. I want to start writing about it too because there's um, there's just not enough for it because you can find millions of Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, sports, wrestling, cats, dogs, you name it. There's a million things, but for aliens, they're seemingly minimal. Yeah. And there was that brief period where the, um, there's that little circle of websites way back in the day, and I'd love to see that happen again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I th- I think that was the coolest thing because, well, I mean, I guess I was the same way. I heard you, I heard the podcast, and then all of a sudden you were like, "Hey, you know what? There's the there's the uh, Wayland Utani Bulletin." I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> it was yeah. like, "This is amazing." It was like I felt like a kid again. Like, well, you know, all those times I was like, "I can't, dude, I have nobody to talk to about this. You're gonna think I'm weird." Bingo. Yeah, yeah, we're always yeah. talking about is, and <laughs> bam, there it was, and I was like, "This is amazing." Okay. Yeah, yeah. All these years I've been. Um, a fan, never realized it was there. And my friend uh, Miguel added me to the group, and the rest was history. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I, I do. I I love the community. I really do. I mean, I I actually I was a a, a uh, an ad, not an admin. I, I the Bill William Robbie or Bill as I call him. He was admin of the side, and all of a sudden one day he was like, "Hey, you want to be an admin of this group?" I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> um, and uh, he's been a great influence. We've really gotten to be really good friends ryan and i of course have gotten to be really good friends me and ryan have met up we're meeting up again for the for the uh premiere of alien covenant um but yeah it's just it is a really great place you know it can get a little bit touchy and you know as you can see and people (laughs) have their opinions and people want you to have their opinions um but uh, yes i I, 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 but it it, it just makes it great you know (laughs) Um, but for one last thing before we kind of dive into our topics, uh, Dave, what's your favorite scene from whatever alien film is your favorite? Um, I got to pick one, uh, or, or <laughs> one of few of many, whatever, um, alien, the entire, um, exploring the, the derelict yes. scene I've watched over and over. Yes. I mean, I've, 
as I've discussed with um, actually uh, Aaron before, we're both obsessed with it. Any game, video, comic book, um, toy, anything that even resembles looking at it, mentioning <laughs> it, theory, I'll check it out. I don't really give a rat's ass. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, aliens, the when they discover um, the hive, that whole scene, I was obsessed with. Okay. After that, I was obsessed with the whole the way the aliens um, build it and hive it. I'm all about all about the creatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Ryan, let's let's go through this a little bit and talk about our favorite scenes. We've done this before, yeah. but it's just kind of we're kind of a new group of people, even though me and Ryan aren't really new. Um, but still, I'm interested. Uh, it could it also informs why we like the series and what we like about the series. So, Ryan, you're next, and then Michael. Oh man, my favorite scene. Um, there's so many good ones, especially from the first two. Um, I think from since Aliens is my favorite, I think my favorite scene from that one is um, yeah. Well, I, I love the part where you know she comes out on the power loader and says, "Get away from her, you bitch!" You know, and that's a that's a classic one. Um, but. Uh, there's this, uh, I think the scene where Ripley goes in, discovers the queen and the eggs, and you you discover um, that the queen possesses some, in, like this advanced intelligence and it's controlling, kind of controlling the other, the other aliens, other Xenos, and you kind of learn more about, about this, uh, this species. Um, you know, I just thought that was a really, uh, really well done scene, and then obviously just the whole you know climax, action pack climax was just you know pretty much amazing. But there's so many great ones, and you know Alien has you know some really amazing scenes as well. Um, and uh, yeah, probably my favorite is when you discover Ash as an android, and um, and then yeah, so that was that was pretty intense for sure. Yeah. Uh, totally, Michael. Um, well, I guess I I grew. I guess Ripley, um, Sigourney Weaver's character, uh, her as an actress was my favorite actress when I was growing up. Um, you know, with uh, her and Gorillas in the Mist, and uh, just a bunch of the stuff she did, Ghostbusters. So I, so my thing, all of my alien scenes were with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that the first one was probably. Um, when she is on the, I believe she's on the APC and she watches when they find the, uh, the, the very, the, the colonist that's up against the wall with the very first chest burster. Yeah. And like, you can see her staring at it and like, you can just tell like, like the, that's all her nightmares are right in her vision. Like that's what she's seeing. She's seeing exactly what she has feared from the moment of the first alien. Yeah. Um, that scene, and what's funny is probably my other favorite scene, and it's because her, is probably Alien 3, um, when she has to do, has the guy, uh, do the dissection on, uh, or the autopsy on Newt. Yeah. Um, and her face, and just, like, you can tell she's absolutely, like, gone. Like, just, Mm -hmm. she's lost. Because, you know, that, of course, we know Newt kind of took over for... You know, the loss of Amanda when she finds out that, you know, she didn't come back for her daughter, so now she has a second chance, and then, you know, and now here she's, she's lost him again, lost her again, and just, oh, it's just heart-wrenching, but that's just one of my favorite, you know, my favorite scenes. Yeah. 
good choices. Oh, great choice, great choice. I, you know, actually to echo you a little bit, I mean, uh, and uh, well, first to echo Dave, that moment in The Derelict and that sense of discovery, the discovery, the music is almost silent. It isn't silent, but it is silent. The music yeah. enhances this sense of this cavernous uh, wonder and alien, you know, excuse the pun, but really, I mean, it was just completely unlike anything anyone had seen before. And that sound that the soundtrack's making that, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, you know, yeah. like something, someone's, yeah. someone's hitting chains or hitting something. <laughs> I, I oh my god like I like you I can watch that scene over and over and in fact oh yeah um I feel like what I in a, this is I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit but what I've fallen in love with I used to Aliens was a favorite of mine for a long 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 time actually for the longest time Alien Three was my favorite of the trilogy um, now it's Alien um, probably because I feel like as an adult uh, I feel like I've gone as far with Ripley as I can because she's been with me since I was a teenager, you know, so I've kind of grown up with her. Now I want to discover. I want to discover something new. Yeah, um, I, I echo that a little bit. Totally. Absolutely. And so yeah. I think that the scene in Alien is about discovery, and uh, there's that quick flash in the that latest Covenant trailer where it looks like there's all these bodies, and it's dark out, and there's a temple at the end. Um, and I'm just like, what is that? Like, hopefully... Yeah, that's my favorite. It's my favorite scene in the trailer. I'm yeah. Like, oh, my God! I hope they, I hope they kind of reflect that derelict scene a little bit um when we mm -hmm. get to see that in covenant not that i want to get ahead of myself but and just kind of to pivot back a little bit towards ripley and this is a discussion i think michael you were a part of this um i'm not sure everybody who was a part of it on the bulletin um we were talking about oh were we talking about well we were talking about it on the bulletin but we we're also talking about an admin and just talking about ripley and how amazing character of a character she was and how she assumed control of this marine troop and it wasn't this power trip she was on. People just acquiesced to her. And it wasn't, she, it was just, it was perfect. It was, it was. Natural leader. Total natural leader. And she assumed control over Gorman. Um, she, you know, you had Hicks saying, what should we do next? Hudson, you know, who was like the, yeah, come on. Now it's like he's a screaming little baby, you know, and she's like, deal with your shit. Cause I'm tired of it. You know, um, just, it was note perfect. I mean, I don't think I have ever seen a a character who is a woman written so beautifully. Um, not like, oh, hey, they wrote a woman character really good. No, she wasn't good because she was a woman. She was good because she was an amazing character. Um, it, was, it was very organic. Yes, and it didn't fall on these tropes like... Like, uh, like oh, a tough, tough girl. Oh, yeah. Oh. If it, was, anything, it was just... Totally. A strong character just bled into the story perfectly. Absolutely. And even like you had that kind of character a little bit in Vasquez, who was one of my favorite characters in the series too. And Vasquez was kind of bravado, like, whatever, let's get him, let's get him. And then there was someone was saying how there's that scene where she's like, I just want to know one thing, where they are. And then Ripley's like, she just shuts her down with just a few yeah. words, like, I hope you're yep. right. I really do. And Ripley didn't well, need the bravado. She didn't need anything. She had her, her, her eyes said that. And Vasquez mm. was like, Whoa, and also, sorry to go on, uh, anybody can feel free to cut me no. off, but like, uh, the Vasquez that we see going down to the planet is not the same Vasquez we see leaving th uh, the atmosphere processor after they've lost some Marines. She becomes uh, a different no. person. She's visibly yeah. shaken. She almost turns into a version of Ripley where she's like, oh, fuck, this is real. And yeah. all the bravado went away, you know? Well, that's like, what's the scene? Is it the scene with her and uh, Gorman? 
Yeah. Where uh, they're in the uh, the air ducts. Yeah. And she, you just, you see her completely lose that. Like she's no longer like the, you know, I'm a, you know, a hardened badass person. Like you can tell, like she's like, look, if this is gonna happen, yeah. you know, let's do this together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was such a cool scene. Yeah. If you watch yeah. too in the beginning when they're first uh, deploying, when she comes out of the APC, she looks a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, I love that look on her so, face. She looks like she a looks little like, girl. She looks like a little, 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 little nervous. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh shit, what's going on? You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are my. I mean, I I have other scenes. Actually, oddly enough, even though I, I you know, this is the film nobody talks about in Alien Resurrection. The clone room scene. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's a great scene. It really is. I mean, the film is pretty much <laughs> gorgeous dog shit. Um, but uh, Sigourney Weaver acts the hell out of it. Actually, I might watch that tonight. Um, just because I haven't seen it in like 15 years. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so those are my favorite yeah. scenes. Rewatch. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, thanks guys for uh, for uh, chiming in there. That's really great. Again, it just informs kind of who we are and why we love what we love. And uh I love these discussions. I love kind of the, the fandom and how deep we get into this stuff, um, which is kind of, kind oh, of yeah. segue into, and I'll kind of leave the floor open for you guys to discuss and I'll chime in. But what did you guys think of uh, the Walter viral video? Really cool. Uh, yeah, I, I think my thing is, I'll tell you what, their, their viral stuff from Prometheus, now, like I said, of course, it's Prometheus, you know, we all say about that, but it's so clean. Like, Oh, it, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just, Anything to do, uh, just Prometheus and this and Covenant seem mm-hmm. like they are just shot so clean and so beautiful. And like you, you got like that. As soon as you see it, you're like, okay, it's got that. You, you almost have that smell of like a medical room and like it's, you know, the way it's going on. But it, it was so cool because it, you know, I don't know. I guess it was just kind of like a behind the scenes and you're like, oh, so this is how this all gets started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like a, uh, a corporate produced video, yeah. like it's something the Wayland or Wayland Utani would produce, and this is your little, like you said, a glimpse into it. Here's a little taste of what goes on behind the scenes. Absolutely, totally. Um, and you know, I, I if you look at the footage from the viral video, and like you said, Michael, uh, how clean it is. But then you look, and then you kind of put that up against the. Uh, the last supper video. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's dirty and kind of grungy, you know, and yeah. messy and everybody's all over the place. So yes, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's a very different aesthetic when they go from like, even the, tra- the, li- the last trailer that they released, um, it still continues to have that. It's, it just does. It feels a little bit messy. It feels a little bit dirty. Um, whereas mm-hmm. Prometheus oh. didn't feel messy or dirty. The whole of the film fre- felt pretty pristine. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Cause remember, uh, an uh, alien remember when the the movie's first starting off and and uh, the lights are starting to come on on, on the uh the ship yep. and like everything is nice and yep. new and bright and clean and it's like it's like oh looks is gonna be great and then as the movie goes it's dark it's dirty yeah. it's it's so funny but like it's almost like these the <laughs> the viral videos that's exactly what they're trying to do show it as though oh nice and clean and then it just goes to absolute havoc yeah mm-hmm. i agree yeah, um, the little assistants, whatever they were, I don't know if they were human or android that, you know, kind of put it together, were nice and creepy, kind of creepy. Yeah, they weren't. Uh, some ni- Go ahead. They were nicely designed, pretty cool. 
They weren't uh, what do you, what do you call it? Working Joes? Certainly, they were different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, we've been a lot of us have been discussing um, the imagery in that video, and you can see it looks like yeah. it's a there's a a, a um, engineer's head um, mm -hmm. in that very 2001 shot where they're all sitting at yeah. the table, and there's kind of a long hallway, just like 2001, which I thought was brilliant. Um, and it's yes. interesting, too. Uh, Michael, I don't know if it was you who just said, um, in terms of, like, uh, or maybe it was you, Dave, who were talking about, like, how corporations, they'll put out videos, and they're always pristine. Um, but it's really true. I mean, and then you kind of go to the underbelly of the corporation, and you're like, well, actually, this is what it's like to work here. It's dirty. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but the viral video, certainly for, for Walter, was... Uh, it, it, it was a completely different page that they, you know, they used than the one for David, which David was, the one for David was like, David, look, it was like sacred and, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, reverent. Whereas with Walter, it was more human. It was more like, yes, no, we're here to serve you as opposed to look at our creation. Look how mysterious it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little more iRobot. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of that head, I zoomed in a bit. I could be wrong, but to me, it looked a little bit more like it could be Wayland. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So first, I thought it was Engineer Head too, and then I zoomed in a bit, and I'm like, that kind of looks like Wayland a bit. Yeah. Interesting. Could be. Could be. I suppose. Um, and of course, there's a lot of uh, there's the the circles look like eights. Um, yeah. Or the infinity the, the infinity mm -hmm. thing, um, which is also interesting. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that, like, um, and just like the the we are Walter part. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yes. Um, you know, is um, there's less of a less of individuality about him. I think there's less of a. They're trying to make. I feel like with Walter, um, they're trying to. They made him a little bit. They made him different than David. Where David was really he he wanted to understand humanity he didn't like humanity but he kind of wanted to maybe surpass humanity in a way but that right Walter seems more um i don't want to say maybe not subdued but very um he, he just Obedient. has a he has a specific purpose and he's just there to fill that purpose but there's like this creepy vibe to it too like at the end he kind of looks at the camera with this wry smile and like you know there's I still feel like there's something off because he's got to be, he's, he's a, he's still an earlier model than Ash. So he's, I think he's definitely as corruptible, if not more. Um, so something, something's off about him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see where the, where the film goes with him. Yeah. But, but I don't trust him. So. <laughs> Interesting. You, you don't trust the little, him. The little, the little quotes at the end where he says like, is there danger in acquiring knowledge or, or something along those lines? Yes. Like, All right. Like, oh, okay, I'm like, all right, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sure. mean, it, it, I, I, I'm fascinated again with the film, which we found out today is going to be two hours and two minutes long, which I'm loving. I, it's a nice, healthy length of a film. Yes. Uh, sit, I mean, I'd, I'd sit in that theater longer if I had to. You know, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm so <laughs> anxious for a really good alien film, which I feel like Covenant's going to be. Um, but again, just the, it's going to be the first time that we see two androids together. Um, and eventually if they end up together and how they're going to interact, um, and how, and we were, I was discussing this with, um, with whoever I'm always discussing alien with somebody. Um, <clears throat> but just the idea of, uh, the humans kind of our creation androids meeting each other 
the creations meeting each other and what what that means, what that means for us, what that means for them. How do they view us? Are they sentient? Are they not sentient? Um, maybe they're artificially intelligent, but do they have sentience? Do they have uh, self-awareness? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, how that how that's going to play out, uh, that kind of thing I, I, I think about and it fascinates me. Yeah. Yeah, this would be a great scene. And also, uh, did you guys read the fine print at the bottom? In the, oh, yeah. 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 Very uh -huh. interesting. What What are your thoughts about that in terms of DNA? Like, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Robbie was saying that maybe um, these androids have a little bit of uh, Peter Whalen's uh, memories in them, um, mm -hmm. which might hint to the Blade Runner connection. Um, where, like in Blade Runner, you're like memories. You're talking about memories. How they and again, it asks larger larger questions about AI. Are we? Do our memories make us human? Do they give these? things memories to make them more human and do the memories give them purpose and if this is true and you have the dna imprint do the the dna imprint of the owner of of a, of a walter or a david do they get a little bit of those memories mm. to make them more human? That's a, that's a cool thought yeah very cool um i can go deep all the time <laughs> <laughs> i love that shit i really do i just i, I love it um, but yeah it was just something i was thinking about did you, did you notice too? I I thought it was funny how uh, David in uh, in in uh, Prometheus, like you knew he was an android, but he was real like kind of like um like his motions they weren't smooth. Yeah. Like he was kind of like twitchy. Yeah. And kind of like uh, everything was like real sharp moves. And now they showed uh they showed Walter on the on the on the video, and he's kind of like he's like more subtle, like calmer. Yeah. And he's like he has more of like a human sort of emotion to him. He doesn't seem how like David was real like everything were was quick answers where he just seems like he's kind of along for the ride. So you almost wonder if if maybe the the motives behind him because I know a lot of people had said about David because well David's motives in Prometheus were all because of you know we're all Whalen. He had a, a right. secondary agenda where Walter now that Whalen's gone. Um, you know, or, or who knows what could happen with that. But anyway, we assume he's gone altogether. You know, now Walter is actually just an android. You know, like, so we'll get to see two sides. Like, gotcha. we'll see the one that has the, yeah. Yeah. one that has a reason behind everything he does, and then one that is just to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't Walter's know if that makes more, sense. More, more obedient, housebroken model. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Domesticated. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Um, I also know the model number of of Walter, if you guys are interested. Are you mm. interested? Yeah, I'll find that out. Uh, sure. I can't tell you, but I know for sure his model <laughs> number. His model number is 79. Uh, uh, which is interesting, of course. Alien was released in 79. I don't know what the, I don't know what the, the significance of, 70, <coughs> of 79 is. Um, but, uh, you know, talking about David and, and, and Walter, David, again, those viral videos, he, almost seemed like when he was released like he was something that only the very rich could have you know like it just seemed mm -hmm. elite it seemed like you have to be super uber rich to even afford one of these models whereas mm -hmm. walter this is 10 years later this is for everybody everybody can afford it now you know walter's for everyone yeah. and it showed the picture of the you know i don't know if they're a couple or whatever sitting there and they're smiling and they're looking at walter but it just seemed more, he seemed more accessible which to me seemed like it was more he was he's a more accessible economically accessible model as well uh, yeah yeah more mass produced and uh you know he's, he's I, I feel like he 
he's kind of a competitor to working Joe's in a way, you know, but, uh, yeah, with a little, little bit more, um, you know, obviously more human features, um, blends in a little bit better, but obviously still, um, you know, he could be a, a Dyson product, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so it, yeah, it's interesting, but I wonder, I wonder if David has just, I'm so looking forward to how David and him are going to interact. And um, I know, know uh, sorry, go ahead. I can see David just like looking down at Walter, (laughs) inferior model or some nonsense. (laughs) Even though Walter is the superior model. Which is interesting. Yeah, Um, that's true. Yeah. Say that one more time, Ryan, what'd you say? Uh, I just know from early on that uh, Walter has a, already has a di- distrust of David being a previous model oh, um, and doesn't trust. And that mm. 10 years of, um, you know, he's gone 10 years without any upgrades, any updates to his programming. Uh, so Walter, I think, has this um, feeling of, I don't know if he could feel superiority, but he feels like David is um, just not, you know, sort of like how... Bishop said, oh, you know, those older models always were a bit twitchy, you know, they <laughs> like, yeah. seems like, I was, nice. I was just going to say that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so updated models always kind of look down at the, the older models and maybe that's a common theme in the, you know, in robotics or something like that. But yeah, that's cool. Good yeah. catch. Good catch. Yeah. Yeah, very did nice. you, uh, did any of you guys see the person? I don't know. They, they posted on the bulletin. Did somebody see the, the, uh, Person had the uh, the statement that if you take if you take David and you assign numerical values to all the letters throughout like one through was it twenty six letters, add them uh, all up yeah. and then you divide it by the letters in it, it's eight. Right, I did that. Yeah, it was so crazy. Of course, I was the one that started jotting it down and actually trying to see if it worked. And it did, so that's that pretty cool. I couldn't figure that out actually. Initially, I was like, okay, the letter there are D A V I D. D A V I D. What is it? Five letters in David's work? And I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, I can't, this isn't making sense to me. What do they mean? Um, I'm not a math guy. <laughs> um, but uh, that is interesting. But I know, was it you, Michael, who said something about that Ridley Scott loves like um, playing around with like alphanumerical numbers or yeah, they, they've said a lot of his stuff. A lot of his stuff has little hidden like. Um, like everything, there's always like a value to everything. It, it's it's so creepy, but like it's yeah. I I just came upon that and I was I never like, knew that. Yeah, yeah. If you a lot of his stuff That's at really all, really mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, uh, again, I mean, there's just there's so much to look forward to for this film and to see. And also, you know, I, I will say about Walter. Right away, though, I get the sense that he is there to protect them, like the mm-hmm. way he walks out of the. He walks down the the plank of the or whatever you call that the the open door of the of the ship of the uh, shuttle that flies down to the planet. He just feel he has this energy that like no, I'm looking first. I'm here to protect you. Um, he just feels like a protector. He has that same feeling that I get when I look at Bishop, um, where human life is his highest priority. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be interesting to hear. Hopefully, maybe they explain it a little bit, like what did change. Um, because also, I think with David, maybe he was a model of a he was a number of a certain model, but David was also tailor made specifically for Wayland, like that specific uh, character or, or that specific product of David. Maybe there's a line of David's, but that one specifically 
Waylon took and imprinted something on him. So, um, and you know, obviously, yeah, special this, edition. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, didn't, I mean, they, didn't they say it was something to do with his son? Like he yeah. he he set him up a certain way because he, he you know I guess he had well, um, what is Charlie Theron? Her her character was his daughter. Yeah, and it wasn't something he always wanted a son that would was was made after him and all his plans and everything. And that was why it was the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. sounds right. There's always a theory too about Vickers and that Vickers was a, a droid and she just didn't know it. And that maybe the company goes back to LV four, two, three, they pick up the model and she's in the film, <laughs> then, which I think would be an interesting twist um, because she's also dressed a lot yeah. like David. She's cold and icy, just like David. Um, she's a little more human. Um, but that's just one of those way out theories that I would buy if, if you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you guys see the photo today of, um, uh, I, and I just posted this to the Perfect Organism page, but they released a close-up photo of the ship, of the actual Covenant ship. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. yeah it looks yeah. good. It looks really it's good. good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the ship now. I wasn't before, but I am now. Yeah, it looks pretty just, you know, um, just like a regular transport ship in the, you know, the footage we saw, but you saw that close-up photo, you really saw the detail, and I'm like, yeah, yeah it looks pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. I missed it. I'm going to check it out right now. Yeah, uh, I, cool. <laughs> I don't know what platform. I think maybe uh, they said uh, Fox France released this on some, I don't know, somewhere. Um, but, you know, we're two months away, so they're going to be, you know, releasing quite a bit. Um, which I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about. You know, I've really been spoiler-free, though. I mean, I aside from some leaks here and there in terms of, like, the set leak of, of David's, uh, like, science experiment quarters, um, which I looked mm -hmm. at all those, um, I don't really know too much about this film. I mean, um, but I also know, I don't know if you guys read the, the, uh, the overview of um, South by Southwest, and if no one knows, yesterday or last night... Um, Ridley Scott and a few people from um, who were in Alien Covenant were at uh, South by Southwest in Austin, and they were screening yeah. Alien, and they screened a few scenes from Alien Covenant. Um, but Ridley Scott um, shot down the rumor that, um, what's her name, Daniels, played by Catherine Waterston, is Ripley's mother. Um, and I was right. curious what you guys good. thought about that. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. I just don't like the idea that they would have did that just so that they could put Ripley in another movie. Yeah. It was, it's like just yeah. to get her name in there. Like, you know, and, and I don't know, you know, we have no idea how, like, do we have any idea how many years there are between these movies here and when, you know, when the actual first alien, like, what's the time, the timeline? So Prometheus takes place in 2093. Um uh, Covenant takes place in 2104, and the first Alien is 2122. So this, so Covenant's 18 years before Alien. Okay. Uh, okay. So Ripley would be so, about two or three at this point. Right. Okay. Interesting. So there's some, some other connection. I like, like Jamie said. I hope it. Like the previous podcast. I hope it's subtle. Like I hope it's really subtle. Yeah, just a little. We don't need that forced. Yeah. Stuff no. Yeah, that brother, George Lucas sister. shirt. Yeah. 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 Everyone has some sort of no. Look, she's got the buns on the side of her head. That's yes, that's Leia's mother. Oh, look, she's got buns on the side of her head. That's Leia's mother. There's yeah. Jones. There's there's Jones as a kitten. That's his mom. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, I, I hope they don't have Ripley. I know uh, 
probably about a year or so ago, uh, Ridley Scott said, yeah, this next film connects to Rip Ripley, but I hope they don't connect to it at all. They don't need to. I love Ripley. I love no. her. I love her. I hope to see her again in Blumkin's film, which I don't think is ever going to happen now. Um, yeah. I love her, but we yeah, don't need a film with her anymore. We can, she, no. she has her Let own it go. story. Yeah, totally. And I think they're trying to appease the fans that really want Blumkin's <laughs> film, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I did want to go back to, uh, well, stay with this um, just for a second, because uh, I know that the, I didn't read up on the South by Southwest, because I'm, I'm starting to try to pull back a little bit, because I don't want too many spoilers for this movie. I kind of would be really surprised about what, to, what happens. But, um, but Scott said he wants to make six more Alien movies. Um, I think it was six. So I, to me... That sounds like he wants to do a prequel trilogy and then a sequel trilogy. Yeah, you, you sounds about yep. Yeah, sounds like too. And uh, I think he's taken over Bloom Camp's project, pretty much. Yeah, um, from Bloom Camp, which is kind of exciting. But at the same time, I kind of feel bad for. I mean, I'm sure they'll compensate him for you know the ideas and the the first draft of the screenplay, but they're essentially saying we're going to give it to you know a legend director. Um, Rather than you know you, I mean he, he might stay on as like a producer or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like Scott's fully taking control of this whole franchise. Yeah. Uh, so and I know uh, I know from some of the leaked stuff that you know the Aliens sequel is still on the table. So um, so eventually they're going to get to it, but you know it's all it's all in Scott's hands. You no, know, I think plausibly much. though, plausibly they need to. If they're going to do it, they're going to have to film it before uh, Sigourney Weaver turns 70. Plausibly. Um, mm. She still looks great. She's going to be in that new, uh, what is it, The Defenders on Netflix. I mean, she looks fucking amazing. Like, really, she can yeah. kick ass. She's great. I'm not an ageist. I think if you can do it, if Harrison Ford can do it at 72, so can, so can Ripley. But there's something different about Ripley. And I think an audience is going to treat an older woman differently than they're going to treat an older man. That's just the way it goes. Um, and so if they're going to do Blomkamp's film, if Ridley Scott's going to, maybe Ridley Scott's going to take the script and direct it, you know? Yeah. Um, and maybe, uh, Blomkamp will be a part of the making of the film and be credited as the screenwriter. Um, right. but they've got to shoot it soon. They do. Um, he, I mean, he might even go in a completely different direction. Yeah, that's true. Um, and maybe they'll leave. I mean, maybe he won't shoot. Uh, Blomkamp's film. Maybe they'll, and maybe they'll completely just maybe unless they take Rid Ripley Eight, which I don't think Ridley Scott's interested at all. No, uh, no probably not. <laughs> that needs uh, to stay buried. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just I throw a really far out rumor and innuendo out there. I could see if he really wants to make it his own. I could see Ridley if he really wanted to continuing everything from Alien, not Aliens. Hmm. If he really wants to do his own thing, because he's said for years that he was always frustrated that he was never asked to do the second one. So he might go, all right, I'm in full control now. Let me do my sequel to Alien, my last few movies. Huh. It's Yeah, I don't know about that. But... Well, didn't they, didn't they just say that they that Fox uh, or, or himself came out with uh, like a, a list Yes. Of like certain things that the universe like this is how it must stay. Like it can't go. It has to go this way. It has to abide by these rules. Yeah, a twenty-five so rule book, something like that. Yeah, if, the, if they're oh, doing yeah, that, yeah. then then that says that he is taking full control from here. 
Right. Yeah, like he's, you know, like I said, you're absolutely right. He might bring somebody else in as a writer or a producer, but he has yeah. said he's taken back control of the, of the franchise. Like it's his now. Yeah. You know, so that's, that. I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, boy, that really puts a, uh, a hurt on uh, on Blomkamp's. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That was just poor timing. I mean, uh, I, I, again, yep. and me and Ryan have discussed this before, like, it's such a weird thing because I think Blomkamp's film, even the idea of it, is a cash cow for Fox. Oh, have, God, yeah. You know, the oh, Marines yeah. back and, you know, at least Hicks and a grown-up Newt. I mean, the that, that nuclear family is back. Even though mm -hmm. I love Alien 3 and I love her ending, I'm fine with her ending. Um, I really, truly am. I think uh, it was a realistic ending. It was not, oh, look, we're going off into the sunset and we're a family and we killed the aliens. Um, it was like, <laughs> no. Fuck you. You're dead. And you're giving up yeah. your life. And that's, to me, more... It seems more um, true to Ripley, who she is, um, mm -hmm. than an alternate. I think, it's, I think it fits in the franchise, because what I've always thought is an alien... There's no happy endings in the alien universe. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. True. <laughs> but those things, with those things running around... Sorry, no. Yeah. <laughs> you got me yeah. out. <laughs> but, I mean, the reality, too, too though, might be... Um, Blomkamp might have killed her off too. Probably does kill her off. I would imagine. Yeah. You know, um, it's an mm -hmm. and and I know Rip, uh, Sigourney Weaver is quoted as saying that she doesn't feel like she's her character has kind of found uh, a proper end. You know. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know if that's true. I, I think uh, maybe her her character from Alien Resurrection, which I consider expanded universe. Um, it's not right. even a part of the first three films. Yeah. It really isn't. It's a different Ripley. She looks like her, but she's not the same person. It's a different crew. It's a spaghetti western. It's not even. Yeah. It's not even realistic. It's, it's, it's fan fiction on film. <laughs> yeah. That looks gorgeous, and that's well made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just I'm curious. I mean, even like where. Where does it go? Where where do you guys think it could go in terms of like, where would he pick up from? Okay, say okay, he'll he'll do Covenant, and he has one more, I guess, in this trilogy, and then what's next? Yeah, I, I mean know. after after he sets it up to Alien, and then after that's completed. Yeah. Um, man, I've as we've touched on before, I touched on the Bolton. I want to see a, I mean, a story without. Ripley. Yeah. Have it set how many years after. I mean, if you want to go back to LV426, you could still keep the story like it was further away from the blast and the company got a hold of it. You could still kind of do the comic book-ish thing where the Whalen Yutani finds it and it finds its way back to Earth or something like that. There's still plenty of room for that stuff. Yeah. As as Covenant looks like it's going to show and there's plenty of room for this franchise to thrive without Ripley oh, yeah. totally. and Hicks and there's plenty of mythology especially now and there will be by the end of this prequel for you to play with and yeah. touch with and use as a as a little familiarity piece to bring more stories there's plenty of that mm -hmm. that's what I'd love to see yeah I I guess well my thing is from watch from reading because like I said my big thing was reading the comics and uh, the comics oh yeah always 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 went out in crazy directions now me I like the simplicity of of the alien itself I, as as a creature. I, I agree with you on the fact that I like to you know that it's it's a hive and and that it you know that, that it's that's an animal like a, you know I mean I, I like the creature form. But I think mm -hmm. it'd be so cool that all these movies, everything they've always tried to do, the company constantly tries to get one, get a hold of one, and weaponize one, 
And I think that would be a cool thing to see them finally. Oh yeah, get, finally, you know, right? <laughs> finally get their hands on one, and then what happens yeah. now? Okay, we got one. It's, you know, like like Jurassic Park. Let's let's yeah. bring on that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we finally got a hold of these, but we couldn't contain it. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that, then it just. That's what out. I thought of when I was watching Jurassic Park. I'm like, this reminds me of the way Lee Tony ever got the aliens in control. It wouldn't end up too good. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's I don't know. He's got he has. Just the universe to go. He can go anywhere. He could. And yeah. What would be interesting, and you know, I don't need to see, to be honest with you, as much as I love Ripley, and hopefully uh, uh, Daniel, she's a great character, I don't need to see another version of Ripley. If they want to use a guy and make uh, uh, and make it um, kind of center around a, a male figure, that's fine too. I, I, I feel like if they continue to use a woman... They're always going to be kind of compared to Ripley, and I think that's that's going yeah. to be unfair to their character and unfair to Ripley's character. Um, we don't need to best Ripley. We can't. Um, we have to make them different. But and uh, side note, and I think we talked about this last time. I'm not really sure, Ryan, but um, there's a scene mm. in the new trailer where it shows Daniel's kind of walking through like those hanging thick plastic things, um, and she's scared out of her mind and she's crying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, uh, we never saw that with Ripley. Ripley was always stoic and not like a badass mm -hmm. doing it, but just like um, stoic and unemotive because she was so, in, so uh, maybe it was sheer terror for her, but her reaction was non-emotion, whereas Daniel's was like, no, my life's at stake and I'm scared to death, you know? Um, and so I like that flip uh, that Daniel's is different and I mean, she should be. She Ooh. isn't Ripley. Um, Ripley I, definitely, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, Ripley definitely showed emotion, you know, and she's like, oh, totally. um, you know, with, um, you know, with Parker, telling Parker to shut up, you yeah. know, I mean, she, you could tell she was very agitated. She was getting terrified. And then when um, Ash, you know, Ash was in there when she was uh, found out the, you know, the special order and, uh, she said, you know, Ash's like, I, you know, there's an explanation for this. She's like, I don't want an explanation. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, she definitely, you know, there's moments, but, you know, um, but yeah, I think overall Daniels is fairly, um, this is something that, you know, she was just, she's not prepared for. Um, I don't think anyone on the covenant is going to be, and no one had, no one in any of the films was really prepared for it. You know, they just, they don't realize how powerful and unstoppable, you know, unstoppable these creatures are when, uh, yeah. you know, so it's, um, and yeah, and that was just, um, just what's so amazing about, you know, especially the first two films is, you know, just how genuine those reactions were from, yeah. from the characters, you yeah. know? So, um, but yeah, anyways, I, I was, well, it's funny as I was, I was watching aliens today and, uh, and the, the, it was funny because we were just talking about was the last time about uh, Hudson's character, and I uh, said so it was so funny with with Ripley, and I just realized like every movie or every you know Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, and Alien Resurrection, every single one she's had that one character that she's had to literally grab a hold of and snap back into reality. Because <laughs> because you, you think you know she had she had Parker or Nem in an Alien. You know, she kind of had to be like, you know, you know, we just got to man up and do this. Then, you know, she had Hudson, you know, then you get Alien 3 and uh, she had, I can't think what his name is. He's the last guy to actually get a little unloaded on this planet. Yeah. Yes. Him, and then, and then you had the crew, the crew in Alien, in Alien Resurrection that, uh, is it uh, Jonas? 
that she has to kind of take a hold of him and say, you know, like, you know, you need to, you know, he's real, I guess I could say you kind of need to man up. But it's like every every movie, she's like that mother figure where she always has one person that she's got to, like, Pep rail in. Yeah. 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 It's funny because I just finished watching Alien 3, and I noticed that, too, when she was, um, you know, shaking her more, so I go, ha, I'm like, that looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and what was what's interesting too about even that moment, she tries to. There's that scene in Alien Three where she wants to off herself because she's like, "This is it, it's over," and she goes to Dylan, you know, and mm-hmm. she's kind of in the cell. And it was an interesting thing because Ripley has always been like with the men; she's always kind of had to say, "Come on, be a man." And she tried to do that a little bit with Dylan, and Dylan was like, "Oh no, honey," and threw her yeah. against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "You're not going to do this no. with me." And yeah. she kind of, and, and there was this moment where Ripley was defeated, and you hadn't seen that yeah. in any film, because really she's been that, Dylan was strong enough for her. She was the partner that he, she needed. Um, yeah. But she didn't have to wake him up. He was woke, you know? Um, yeah. So I like that moment where she didn't need to do that with him, and really she he kind of taught her a lesson, you know? Right, um, yeah. And he, she, he was her pep talk. Like, come on. If you're if they're not gonna kill you, then maybe that helps us. Um, right. And it kept her alive. Um, and mm-hmm. that was throwing it on his head because Ripley has, like you guys said, Ripley has done that her entire life um, with mm-hmm. these other people. Um, so I like that they changed that a little bit, and uh, she needed the pep talk in the last film. Right. Yep. Um, but yeah, in terms of like where the films films could go, that's a rough one. I mean, I I. For a moment, I, I was even thinking, what if, what if the films, what if the sequel to Covenant is Dave or Walter's the last survivor, and Walter's on, and Walter's on that planet, or Walter goes somewhere else? That would be interesting to go from a woman character or woman centered. I don't know if Daniels is going to make it out of Covenant. I hope she does. I don't know. Um, yeah. But if she doesn't, who makes it? I would. I. I, I don't even know these characters at all. But I hope. Uh, what's his name? Danny McBride makes it. <laughs> yeah, he's a. I do. It's it, it's funny how he went. Everyone went from oh my god, why is in that movie? Now everyone is like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I read somewhere. Weird. Yeah, somewhere I read today it said too that he's a big time horror guy. Yeah. Like he yeah, loves was, like horror. Yeah, he's movies. um he's um co-writing the next Halloween movie. John yeah. Carpenter supposedly loves the script. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so we're really kind of stumbled on something. Give him a chance. Now look what happens. <laughs> did you did you see someone also when and I saw and uh, I was just reading some of the feeds and some of the guys that were saying stuff that was going on at the the interview with all of them. But did you see somebody actually ask him about his hat, like like where the where the straw hat came from or where he decided on that. No, I see we, we were just talking about that because I remember. I guess I was. We were in one of the discussions. Someone was like, "I can't believe it's another guy yes. in space, the funny guy yeah. wearing the straw hat." And they actually oh, asked him about it, and and he said, "Like, like I don't know if it was if it was Ridley or somebody said, like, I want your character to have this because it gives you personality. Like, like he purposely wanted to use that stereotype, which is <laughs> awesome. It, it it fits him though. Like his character, you see him as the you know the wise ass." You yeah. know, the guy, you know, that, you know, and I think we're going to find out too is like, you know, how did, what happens when he gets into pressure? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just they like had a classic line in the, in the prologue. You can't beat that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, even, uh, I, I, uh, Brett's hat gave him personality, you know, um, that yes. hat that he wears, it's just this, this ball cap with the Wayland Yutani symbol on it. I mean, it gave him, you know, we know that hat, we know, 
you know, we have that memory of the inner jaw of the alien punching through that head, I guess. Um, right. So, and it, you know, he was always taking it off and getting his hair wet. And, I mean, it made – it really was a part of his whole persona. So, right. I, I – you know, me and Michael right. talked about this in private, but uh, uh, I, I – I kind of groan when I see that kind of tedium in fandom and I know it's everywhere and really we have it pretty easy in the alien community, <coughs> but just in terms of, Oh my God, I don't like this. I don't like the way his, his costume stitched. Like, um, Oh uh, yeah. Star Wars fan. Oh my Lord. Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I understand it. I, you know, we all have our, our, our likes and our dislikes and, um, we all have a, our, our own idea of, well, this could be better if this was like this, or this could be better if they did it this way. And we oh, all, yeah, we all feel that way. And that's uh, totally fine. But I feel like sometimes fandom gets can get a little bit like, come on, guys, when it's like, <laughs> oh, I really... Yeah. Or, I mean, even the, the casting of, of uh, Franco and Dan McBride, and I was like, these guys are actually pretty good actors. And, yeah. and Franco yeah. has done more serious roles than he's done comedy roles. So what's the problem? Yeah. What's the problem with him? Uh, I, I didn't well, get did, it. I don't get it. Yeah. Did, well, did you guys, did you guys uh, actually, did you see any of the, a uh, couple of people I saw on online had actually broke down what the, uh, the three different uh, things that they showed at uh, the South by Southwest, like mm-hmm. the three different, uh, like, I guess what film they, they said. It was so funny to see the people because everybody like that was writing about it. They're like, okay, they showed us this, they showed us this, and now we have more questions than we went in with. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of cool that like they're like they're people That's are getting good. to see all this information and all it's doing is just making them want to find out what's going on. It's like it, yeah. it's like he's it's mind mess with the mind. Good. That's it's good so sci-fi. Cool. Good sci-fi. Ask good questions. Um, yeah. Yes. I started to read a little bit about what scene they showed and I read like one sentence I was like nope uh, nope that's all yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's what I did but I I assumed that first couple sentences I assumed that what was going to happen either so I didn't feel like I spoiled anything for myself but I just can't like I mean not, the trailers are enough no, a viral no, video no it, there's another yeah, viral video coming out too um, which I know about which is very interesting um, if they release it, it I think that there's some there's some talk on whether it's going to be incorporated into the film itself or whether it's going to be a viral video on its own. Um, and I, I, I'm wondering if Luke Scott, Ridley's son, also directed the date, the Walter viral video. Because they do feel different than what um, Ridley Scott does. Like they have a different, they have a, a different quality to, than Ridley Scott's work. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Although the, to me, the, uh, that Last Supper scene really felt, felt like a Ridley Scott. Piece, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was his son, um, but some really uh, uh, savvy motherfuckers picked up on like, hey, that just felt a little bit different. Did really Scott direct that? And I was like looking it up. I'm like, oh no, he didn't. Um, <laughs> well, it's, what's kind of cool is like, it actually was a, it was a it was a great prologue because if you know when you watch like Prometheus, we kind of just got jumped right into the characters. Like we had no idea who was what you know who this person is, what their background is, what kind of a person. They, so they do this Last Supper, and it like it opens everybody up. Like yes. you, you, all of a sudden, you automatically know. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna like this person. Uh, this this guy and this girl, they're kind of snotty. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about them. You know, and then of course there was Tennessee, and you know you immediately kind of <laughs> take a role with him. But it was so neat that they actually gave us a glimpse at them before the chaos starts, and you go drop right to the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting move on their part. Um, and I know we've been kind of talking about 
the future of this franchise, and I guess it could go into many different directions. But I'm curious, um, uh, kind of the elephant in the room is Prometheus. And Dave, I know you wrote um, on a post somewhere, you're like, I like Prometheus, so don't kill me. <laughs> but I, I really want to know more. Like, what what is it like? Uh, you do like the film, like, can you talk to me about that? I'm interested, and I know um, Ryan likes yeah, it. Sure. I don't. I don't know Michael's opinion either, so I want to hear that too. As I mentioned before, I was always, always interested in the whole derelict space jockey thing, and you know, every, when I used to, when he started making it, really, I'd always read his interviews. He would say, "No one ever asks where this thing come from." In my head, I'm like, "I, I, I did. Hello, <laughs> hello, I did over here." So. I was very excited for the movie, and it was one of the first movies as I got older I followed the production, and I was very excited when I read about the Alien Engineers thing, and once I even heard the total Prometheus, I'm like, I don't think this is going to be what I wanted, um, and I, my fandom had kind of, it went in a little bit of a hibernation, because I guess, I'm, I don't know, because there was really nothing going on with the Alien movies after ADP and the Resurrection, um, you know, disappointments. So I was kind of, you know, not sure what to expect. And when I saw it, despite the flaws, which I've noticed more, I watch it, just the the new mythology into it, and it was just different. I, I liked having, opening up the alien mythology. I, I loved seeing the, um, just something different in Alien, giving us, you know, something else to, to, to look at or talk about or... Um, you know, um, try to theorize. Like after that movie, me and a few of my friends, some even who had, eh, you know, interest in it. We all had our little Prometheus roundtables, which I really enjoyed, and it kind of reawakened my fandom a bit, which I'm very glad it did. Yeah. So that that I kind of saw a spot for for kind of just kicked my uh, uh, my obsession back into gear. So mm -hmm. it's that those, I think those are the reasons I enjoyed it, and that you know I could maybe and it will lead into maybe seeing what happened with that ship, which I think is really cool. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> Michael, what do you think about Prometheus? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, no, you know what? I, this, is the coolest, this is the coolest thing about our group, about you know us and, and everybody that's in the bulletin, is we all have that same it, – it's like a drive for it. And I have to agree completely. I saw, <laughs> I saw Alien Resurrection – uh, in the drive-through, um, or the, the drive-in <laughs> with my dad, and I was so excited because by this time I had gone through Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, and I'm yeah. like, I was building. Oh God, on it. I was like, yeah. And at, and at that time, it was great because everything it, it was everywhere. You could actually, you know, enjoy the, you know, the franchise. So everything was great, and then all of a sudden, Alien Resurrection comes out, and I'm like <laughs> destroyed over this movie, you know. And then all of a sudden, of course, you know, like I said, I love comic books, so then I, I kind of geared up for the, you know, Aliens, you know, versus Predator, and then Requiem, and they did the exact same thing. They were totally let down. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, what? I don't know if I'm ever gonna see yeah. a true Alien movie again. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. it's like it's I'm um, getting kind of worried about it, and then all of a sudden, you start hearing the rumblings about Prometheus. And I was like, man, this could be it. I was like, I, and, you know, and then at first it wasn't going to be an alien movie and then it was going to have ties to the aliens. So I'm like, you know what? This could be the start of, of finally getting to do this again. And, you know, I've said it a, a hundred times. That movie was absolutely beautiful. If you look oh, at gorgeous. it from, from the sets to the ships to, yes, even the creatures, the engineers. I mean, it was just yeah. gorgeous. But Agreed. the thing was, it was stale. Yeah. 
Like it, yes. it, it, it was stale. Like it, it didn't even try to be crazy. You know, it didn't even try to, to get it back in. And then it, it felt like we were fed like, okay, you know what? You, I'm not going to give you an alien, but I'll give you something close just to hold, hold you over. You yeah. Know? So, of course, we had, the, you know, you had the trial, but, you know, you had that, and then you had the, the deacon, and, you know, you had everything, and it was like, it's like, man, I just want to see what I grew up with. Like, yeah, I was so, yeah. and then, and then, so, you know, like I said, the movie itself was, and I'll, I can watch it over and over. I have no problem watching it. You know, <laughs> like I said, there's stuff in it, you know, the characters, I don't agree with some of the characters, and I don't, I don't like the dialogue, and, you know, like I said, it's kind of dull, but, I mean, for, physically, for a, a movie, it's just, it's gorgeous. You know, that's one thing about Ridley Scott. I mean, look at Blade Runner. You know, look at how, when was that made? That was... 82? Uh, was it? Was it? Yeah. And, but that those scenes, like when he does a movie, he does it amazing to where that stuff holds up to today. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's just crazy. So you know, no matter what happens, you're going to get a visually just a jaw-dropping movie. And, you know, Prometheus was great. It gave me enough. And then all of a sudden... We start hearing the stuff about, you know, oh, he's going to make another one, and here comes Covenant, and then here's the landslide we are at now. And it's just like, I'm finally like that, you know, 10-year-old kid again, just waiting. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it was, you know, like I said, it, you know, there's parts of the movie that weren't great, but overall, visually, it was just a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. You know, look, looking back and after having a million discussions about it now, it's almost like Prometheus was, he was a kind of... The idea is I wanted to do an alien, but kind of couldn't, so I kind of want to put it out there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly that's, it. Yeah. Hey, that's what it is. And then, and then, um, and now Covenant, you know, my um, theory is this is the movie he wanted to do in the beginning before everything got mixed up, and this is kind of what Prometheus was supposed to be, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's almost like Prometheus. He he didn't want to be. It's like he didn't want to be bound to only being able to make Alien, like, right? You know, yes, he had yes. other ideas. You know, he didn't want everybody. But oh, it's really Scott. <laughs> you know, okay, he did, he did Blade Runner and, and he did Alien. That's it. That's all he can do. He can only do an Alien movie. So it was like he got pushed and pushed so fast, and now it's like, all right, you know what? You want me to give you an Alien movie? I'm going to give you an Alien movie. <laughs> now it's like, and it's it's crazy how how just. You know, rabid people are going for this right now. Yeah, I so, did not. It, I wasn't sure how the general public was going to react after the trailer came out, and we all react. I'm like, all right, let's see what all the, you know, standard, you know, news horror news sites have to say. And I'm like, ah, uh, that was unexpected. I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really, the second trailer, and I think we discussed this a little bit in our last episode, I think Aaron Percival said this, but and I really hardly agree, this last trailer that they released, the formal trailer, it really got everybody on board. Like, everybody's on yep. board with this film. Yep. Um, yes. Whereas people were like, before, like, what is this? What's this planet? It looks so different. What is this movie? And then people are like, oh, fuck, it's an alien movie. Yes! You know? Um, yeah. Well, did, have, have any of you guys, have any of you guys saw the trailer actually in the theater? Yes. I've seen them both. Oh, no. Like, how, how does it look on, you know, the big screen? Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I figured. I was like, I, that's what I can't wait to see. I mean, you know, you can see a movie, and you can see a trailer, but I would, that, when you're sitting watching a movie, and, like, the trailer comes up, and you, I would just imagine it's got to be insane. 
Yeah, it's if you go see Logan, it's I think it's pretty much all on all, most of the Logan prints that are out there. Or I don't know if they have prints these days. Maybe they're projection or they're digital prints or whatever. Um, but yeah, you should totally go and see it. It reminds me actually back in ninety ninety nine or when they released the first trailer for the Phantom Menace, and I remember uh, taking the bus all the way downtown Chicago. And I paid my full price, and I sat in that theater, and I saw the trailer, and I w got up, and I went to another theater and watched it again, and then I went home. <laughs> and everybody in the theater was doing the same thing. Because um, nice. we were so amped for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, this it really, really looks good. I mean, I, I, I have full confidence that we're going to really get a film. I, I'll push back a little bit on the idea that I don't think, I don't think that Covenant is the film that... Um, I think maybe Covenant's the film that we wanted to see. I don't know if it's the film that Ridley Scott wanted to see because Ridley, Ridley Fair. Scott had this kind of playbook or that he this talking points that he's been saying for years. The aliens played out. It's played out. It's over. It's yeah, over. Yeah, you're it's right. everywhere. You're right. I forgot about that. Um, and then, so then he does, but it was weird though too because with Prometheus, it was sort of like, and in, in, we, me and Ryan have discussed this before uh, and we've discussed this on many other episodes, but Prometheus, um, it was like this, well, this isn't really an alien film. Is it an alien film? I don't know. And that was David Lindelof. I don't know. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> Who knows? You know? And it was and it was insulting to us, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was an alien film. Did it have a really alien in it? No, but it was in the same universe. So, of course, it was an alien film. It was dealing with very similar ideas, similar creatures, similar things happening to people in terms of yeah. body, like body invasion and uh, like mutation and all that kind of thing. So it was, they were yeah. similar instead of eggs, we had urns. Um, but, and I, again, and I'll restate this again, the problem with Prometheus for me, it, it, like you guys said, it was, it's gorgeous to watch. I'll watch it again over and over, but I'll, I'll watch it with a sound down. I cannot stand to hear them talk. I really can't. I can't. It's the most unnatural dialogue and the most unbelievable characters, except for David and Vickers. Actually, I really like Vickers. She seemed, Vickers seemed to me more like Ripley than Shaw did. Not that I was looking for another Ripley, but Vickers seemed three-dimensional, um, where she had some stuff going on with her father that was unresolved. Um, she had her own interest, but she had a ship she was trying to maintain, you know? Um, I just, I gravitated towards Vickers. She seemed a little bit more human. Um, yeah. But uh, I just don't, I think Prometheus's big failing was its, was its characters and dialogue. I don't think, the setup, like you said, uh, Dave, it was amazing i think the idea that they were exploring and that Rid ridley scott threw the door open and said let's explore more what, what, what's going on yes. here i love that yeah. um now mm -hmm. i think they could have explored with a little bit more silence with a little bit more reverency they didn't have any reverence it was just chatter 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 what's this yeah. what's this what are we saying i don't know what yeah. just what are you doing david what are you doing david david we gotta go like it was just like <laughs> shut up um and yeah. like you said there was there was nothing natural yeah yeah right um, any of the dialogue. <laughs> and I don't think, you know, and some people just think, oh, it's garbage. I don't think that. I don't think that Prometheus was garbage. And unfortunately, I think because it's it's hard to kind of talk about a movie that is <laughs> so great in so many ways, but so horrible in so many ways, too. Yeah. Um, it's it's yeah. a difficult thing. I think people people want black Strange and white. Beasts. People don't want, it's hard for people to talk about something that's a mixed bag. Um, people, that's not who people are. People want to put something in a box. Either it's good or it's bad. Um, Correct. I think that's who we well, are as people. And I think people who aren't, um, uh, what's the word without sounding elitist? <laughs> um, I think as we 
kind of mature as you mature as people and, and for creative things or whatever in life, you can see things with less of a black and white lens and you can see it with, oh no, there is good in this thing. Even though, yes, I did see yeah. some stuff that wasn't so good, but there is good in this and there's a redeeming quality in this. Um, and I feel like that's what I kind of gravitate towards more, more to, even though I do tend to be more critical of Prometheus. So that's my spiel. Well, it, it was. It was you know just scenes. I mean, you could go through that whole movie and pick out a, a, probably a dozen or so scenes where you think to yourself, like, you know, a five year old would know that this was not correct. <laughs> you know? Like the the, yeah. the spot where they're where they're in, where all the urns are at, and the the, the little like the little creature comes up out of the goo, and the guys standing yeah. going, "Oh, come here, I want to pet you." Like you know, come here, let me see. Like I'm like just thinking, what are you thinking? Yeah. And anyway, this and you're just like you're like that's what makes it so rough. It's, <laughs> nobody would do that. Yeah. You know, no. nobody would be here. Let me pet you. I want to get closer to you. Like, that's the last thing you want to do. I don't know. I, like I said, that's what ruined it was just some of the stuff was like, are you, you, are you making fun of my intelligence as a movie person? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's what, that's what irritated me to the most is like, you know, are you purposely trying to make me, you know, just not trust you at all? And, and, and the worst was when, when the trailer came out, there's the two trailers now for, for, uh, Covenant. When the first one came out, I immediately watched it and said, "This looks pretty cool." Oh, but it looks so much like Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. like because it was just the ship coming down over the water. Yeah, and it was. Totally. Yeah, you saw the creature in the shower, but it was like nothing big. You didn't know what it was, and I'm like, "Oh, please!" And then that second one came out, and I'm like, "What did I just watch?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so nervous with the play button. I'm like, "Don't suck! Don't suck!" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Where Where's the replay button? Where's the replay button? Where's the replay button? <laughs> well, that that last shot of the beast on the ship was. Is yeah. Enough. I mean, that was like, I've never. I mean, I've never. To, I, to be honest with you guys, I I haven't been really afraid of looking at the creature in a long, long time. It just has never scared me. That thing scares yeah. me to look at it. Um, mm -hmm. it really, it it, it 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 brings out fear in me, and that's what I've wanted for so long. Well, were we were we talking about someone on the, on the bulletin was like, well, you know what, the creature looks so cool, but I just don't quite understand why it's I mean, how it could be bashing its head off the window. Oh my! And God. I'm like, did you what? see aliens? What about <laughs> yeah. aliens when she's driving the APC and it literally comes crashing <laughs> through the windshield? I'm like, it's like you said, it, it's 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 uh, what do they call them? Like uh, button pickers, where like they have to find little yeah. things just to be like, well, I don't know if I'm on game. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. You know, like that's so funny. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's just amazing the discussions that people have. Like, well, I don't know if that looks authentic. I'm thinking, this is an alien creature in a movie, <laughs> and you're you're saying, well, I don't know if it would do that or not. And it's <laughs> oh, it's, it's so cool though. Like, I mean, people are, are hilarious. Yeah, man. I know. Yeah, I remember people were nitpicking about. Uh, I think Arrival too. That. Uh, what, what part was it, Jamie, that people were nitpicking about with, um, I think it was going into, something about going into the ship, um, or the, taking her helmet off. Uh, yeah, that was it. Oh, yeah. Helmet off. yeah. Yeah, and, uh, oh, man, people just erupted, like, oh, just another stupidly written movie, you know, stupid characters doing, <laughs> taking their helmets off and, you know, an alien environment, and, like, you know, it's... Um, and then you go see the movie, and, and again, the context of the movie, it's it's fine. You know, it wasn't like a big deal at yeah, all. Yeah, and they had been cool. in there for a long time, many times yeah. before, and she was like, "Finally, let's do it." But I, I think that's right. a real that's a real concern though with people too. Like if you think about the Martian, um, the moment there's a tear in his suit, he's like, "Oh yeah. shit!" 
Um, and he's, yeah. it's, it's life or death. Yeah. Now, um, I think that in, in the alien universe, the, you know, the, the sensors are on all that shit is, are advanced enough where they can say, no, this is breathable air. The question though is even though it might be breathable air, what's in the air? Are there toxins? Yeah. Are there not toxins, but are there spores? Are there um, viruses that we, you know, that we could get? Um, so mm -hmm. I even think, in terms of looking at it as a scientist would look at look at it, um, even be, just because the air is breathable, like you could go and climb up to Mount Kilimanjaro and the air air is breathable, but it's also very labored because there's not a lot of oxygen. Um, so right. I think a scientist would look at that and say it doesn't matter if it's breathable. You're wearing this stuff. Because it's going to protect you from any, uh, because what if what if a bug lands on you or whatever and and, and, yeah. and it punctures you and you don't have a an anti an anti antibody strong enough to get rid of a virus that we've never ex been exposed to before, and those are the yeah. kind of things like if you've seen films like uh, the Europa Report or um, Last Days on Mars, which if you guys haven't seen Last Days on Mars, see that film. Oh my God, it's terrible. Yeah, I saw that. Oh yeah, it's 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 so good. It's it's yeah. as good as Alien, in my opinion. I mean, just the the body, the body transmutation and all that stuff. But anyways, uh -oh. um, so I think that they're valid questions, and I think uh, some people are like, "Hey, they're on this planet, and they're not wearing any suits." Um, well, what's funny is if you watch the trailer, you figure out that that's eventually going to come back to bite them. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think there's this, but I also think that there's this arrogance among humans, um, and I think that arrogance gets us into trouble. Um, and that arrogance get that arrogance gets us killed, um, as w obviously we're saying. And hey, you, when you're in a, a, a confined area and this thing that's a spore or an egg that opens up, you probably don't want to um, put your head down there. But at the same time, um, you know when we're on a um, when we're on the the freeway or wherever, and there's an accident, but we have to look. Even though yeah. it's slowing down traffic, we have to look because we're curious. Yeah. I think there's an innate quality within us of ex exploring and being explorers and wanting oh, to yeah. know. And I think that that can lead us into amazing an amazing future, and also can lead us to our death if we're not careful. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's okay. I think it's I, I'm fine that they're not wearing suits. I mean, I don't think it's scientifically accurate. I think that they would be, um, but at the same time, they're on a mission from. From Whalen, from the company, the company is sending them on this mission to colonize this planet. What I didn't realize is, I guess the planet they end up on that we're seeing isn't the planet they're supposed to go to. They're they're hearing a beacon. I guess um, that's just what I've heard. I don't know if that's true, um, but I would imagine the company would know. Hey, this world's habitable. This world isn't. You know, um, so they're sending them to a place where they know. Yes, you can go down there and breathe this air. Anyways, not to get off on a long spiel on that. <laughs> no, it makes sense it's like i said that's the best thing about this stuff is the fact that we all have questions you know yeah. and, and that's yeah. a cool thing because i mean it's funny we you know i know in the bulletin a lot of times you'll start off on a thread and then the thread will be like now just randomly like you know hey what color is the sky and it'll start out of blue and then you'll have somebody say well you know actually it's really blue it's this color and it's so cool because it just it keeps it goes on and on and all of a sudden you're like you know what i never thought of that and then all of a sudden that starts something out. it's it is. That's the coolest thing about you know, well, science fiction in, in general. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's like it's it's like it feeds you for more. Like, cause you know, right, you yeah. see this, and then all of a sudden, well, I want to know where that came from. Okay, yeah. well, if it came from there, why did it come from there? And, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. science fiction in general. That's that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the greatest movies have all been that way. Yeah, yeah. sense of discovery and your own, you know, theories mm -hmm. and trying to figure it out, and then. 
um, you know, seeing if you're right or if anyone else has the same view, it's cool. And then, and, yeah. like I said, in the bulletin, I've had so many different viewpoints and ideas. I never even thought of them. I'm like, ah, there you go. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I have had, I've, heard, I've heard one theory, and I don't. I mean, it's just a conjecture, and it's kind of spoilery. Um, I, I don't know if it's spoilery because I don't know if it's true, but I kind of want to say it just to hear what you guys think. What do you think? I'm putting you on mute right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Should I wait? Should I wait? I can wait. That's fine. Someone just we're having a conversation, and they're like, "Well, hey, if the covenant has all these." people on board then blah 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 blah, blah. I I and i was like oh my god yeah that's fine with me you know i'll wait i'll wait till we'll discuss it maybe after the movie comes out or whatever i, I don't want to spoil the it sad thing myself. is you're saying that and i'm already knowing where you're going <laughs> yeah that's, me too that's yeah. the thing about being a fan of the series is you yeah, know yeah. i already know where you're, where you're going with that yeah. and you guys are you um, guys are savvy but, enough especially yeah totally um, well, I, mean, I was liking it i was liking it i, I i'm cool with that um, <laughs> yeah but like you said, there's there's so there's so much to digest, and really, the truth of the matter is, like I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, I'm, I'm staring at like six, uh, six inch, black series stormtroopers right now. I'm a huge fan. But Star Wars for me is about adventure and a family and a whole different. Alien is deep. Alien is. Like yeah, layers Star Wars deep. is they're two completely different oh, yeah. animals. Yeah, no even though they're both set in space one is more of an adventurous western a sorta um and then the other one is true deep sci-fi and i think again kind of to pivot back to prometheus a little bit um really i think that's what i missed was kind of more to dig into more to kind of sink my teeth into and that's just what was missing from it i can sink my teeth into the um the 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 visuals, even the the engineers who I think were amazing, and again we've discussed this before. the The end of Prometheus when Wayland is, or towards the end of it, and Wayland is sitting at the foot of the um, the engineer's kind of sarcophagus or whatever, trying to get more life. He wants more life. The creation is at the foot of the creator, wanting more life. Mirroring yeah. Blade Runner when Roy is at Tyrell's and he's asking for more life. Um, I think that it was a brilliant scene in Prometheus. I don't think it was it was subtle. I think people who are more uh, philosophical or more way deeper into sci-fi can really pick up on that. I think Prometheus yeah. in terms of the creator and I think it was completely right on point. I think he nailed that. Ridley Scott did. Yes. He just didn't nail the characters surrounding it and they kind of well, took away from it. Well, the coolest thing about that scene too is, is there's three creators in a row. Yeah. Because you have yeah. David... Then you have Wayland, or, or you have him, and then you have uh, the engineer, and that's like three. I mean, that's so <laughs> you're seeing David looking at his creator, who's seeing, you know, it's 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 mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, like I said, it's exactly you said, Jan. It's it's there's so many questions. Every time you think you have a question answered, you, you're totally like, like I said, I don't want to go too deep into it, but like today, example, I'm watching Aliens today. I've seen Aliens probably a thousand times since I saw it the first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So today I'm watching a movie. All of a sudden I'm sitting there and I go, I'm like, how much time has, you know, how much time was, I think we were talking about this, how much time's gone between when uh, Hadley's Hope breaks out and everything and when the Colonial Marines, I'm like, I don't know this question. I ask, I messaged four different people. <laughs> Does anybody know this? I've seen it a million times, and I've never. Do you know this, Ryan? Ryan, you would know this, wouldn't you? 
Oh, the time between oh when they lost contact and when the Marines well, arrived. When her, when her, well, I, I don't see. I don't know if they use it or not because in the in the, in the special edition, you know, Newt's parents go out and actually discover the derelict, and her dad, I guess, would be the first one that that is, you know, gets a face hugger. But I wonder from the first time that from that time it happened till they actually came to the Marines, how long Newt actually survived on her own? Yeah, because. Uh, Ripley says this little girl survived longer than that because they said seventeen days. So, seventeen days, yeah. So my, maybe it was a month. I don't know. <laughs> but like I said, it's just so weird because it was like a random thought that popped up, and I'm like, I, I, I know like five people right now that I can I can message about <laughs> this question. And it was funny because everybody's like, because like two or three people that I messaged were like, I have no idea. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to go watch the movie now. Huh. <laughs> so it was like it was perfect. Huh. Yeah, I think cool. one of the the. Books I read, I think, tackled that, but I'll be honest, I can't remember. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have, have to report back to, for. I still, I still have the book. I have to um, take a look and then get back to you guys. Yeah, totally. That's interesting. Yeah, I've something I never thought of, but I mean, I, I've thought about it like in a way because I never when again when Ripley says that that this girl survived longer than that, and also too. So, how much time happened between when Ripley showed up at at um, Gateway? Till when Gorman and Burke showed up at her door saying, "Hey, we lost contact." What was that time span between that? Um, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested in t- because at that point, you know, Hadley's hope was probably you know doing well, you know. But I'm also interested. Yeah. is there a delay in communications? Does I don't know how far Acheron is from. To be isn't isn't like didn't it say like two weeks or something? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, one of the one of the guys in the office says that. He was like light dead, no, not light. As the guy told him light dead, I think says so takes two weeks to get an answer down here. Or oh, okay, okay. Yeah, good to know. Good to know. Well, you we figure because when 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 Ripley comes in and they're giving her like she they're getting her report and everything, uh, and she talks to is it Van Lewin? I think she talks to and she says to him, you know, like uh, why don't you go down there and check yourself or send somebody down to check? He's like, oh, I don't have to. We we've been we've had people there for. You know, so many years. Twenty years, yeah. and it, so you know, from that time there, they must have contact. So somewhere in between there is when it goes south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting um, too is it. Mu- go ahead. I was just going to say. Um, I was reading here from the uh, from the script for Aliens. It says it takes three weeks from uh, for the military ship to go from Earth <laughs> to LV four two six. So, um, so I guess it was about three weeks from when. They asked Ripley to go to um, when they said they lost contact until they get, finally got there. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, wow, so at least twenty-one days she was on. She, the new was there, and we don't know how long before that when they actually lost contact. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Huh. Very very interesting. Huh. Now I gotta watch it again. Oh, uh, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, pivot back to. I think we need to wrap things up. Um, but I want to yeah. pivot back to one thing. Well, first thing. I watched Aliens again recently, too. There's one thing that does not hold up in that film for me. And I don't know if it... Like, I mean, again, it's an amazing film. It's, again, one of the best sequels ever made. And I was watching it, and it was towards the end, and I was like, this is kind of cheesy. And it's the queen getting on the elevator. Um, and I felt like, ah, oh, this is kind of dumb. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I, I, I scrutinize everything way too much. That's just who I am. But I just was... <laughs> I was watching it, and I was like... The elevator door's opening, and you see the queen move her head like, oh, here we go, you know? And I just like, I don't know if that holds up, really. Um, I think it's a little too convenient. But 
small nitpick. That's my tedium nitpick. Um, well, not, yeah, it makes sense because not really because if she, once she gets in the elevator, how she push the button to go up? Yeah, yeah. How does she know? <laughs> I mean, how does she know which button to push? Well, I think the elevator automatically went up. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I I can live with that. I can totally live. No, with that. I totally agree with you. That that's a good. That's a valid point. Um, but the oh, queen did see him go in the elevator and saw the Ripley and Newt go up in the elevator, yeah. so it kind of figured out. Oh. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's what I need to do but her to body, get up there. Also, though, her body looks too big for that elevator shaft, or the elevator yeah. interior. Really, it does. I was like, that queen is, if, when she first gets into the queen's lair, or whatever, the hive, the, she's fucking huge. Um, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to fit in this little elevator. You know, I was like, no, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But uh, again, just one of those things, as I, you know, I hadn't really watched the film in a while, all the way through. Yeah. Um, but of course, I loved it. Again, one of the best sequels ever made to uh, an existing, yeah. you know, to a masterpiece. A, a sequel that is a masterpiece itself is a very rare yeah. thing. Um, but back to uh, something that we talked about way long when we first started. There was, I remember, like all of us, my first experience was uh, Aliens. Um, and I remember seeing it on film. And I remember seeing the, the Century guns that were shooting. And then years later, as an adult, I remember thinking, am I crazy? There were guns in the hallway shooting these things down. And I could not find it anywhere. I could not find that scene anywhere. And I thought, yep. I must be crazy. I must have imagined this. Yep. Um, but I wasn't because then they released the the special edition. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the same as the uh, the Wildcatter part right in the beginning when uh, when they actually go out and find the derelict. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking to myself, they don't show that. Was it, it was in the original and then it wasn't on the, the VHS and then it was in the deleted scene movie, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I always thought to myself, like, how did it all start? Like, they cut a major scene out. That kind of, mm. you know, I don't know. I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I did the same thing you did. I'm like, where's all this stuff I'm missing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it really is a great film. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's. I think the biggest question right now is Hadley's Hope. And I think that's really what a lot of fans, more than Blomkamp's idea, people are like, what happened at Hadley's Hope? Um, yeah. And uh, I know that's something we're going to talk about later. Probably not this episode, but... Uh, yeah, but anyways, I, Ryan, you think it's a good time to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to say about uh, Prometheus um, that I think I think Prometheus was really Scott's. Um, it was his chance to kind of explore what he wanted to explore um, that he hadn't got it gotten around to, and unfortunately, there was. This this push to the, for this mythology, and I think the characters kind of got forgotten about, or were just kind of yeah. uh, pushed to the side. But the thing I really appreciate about Prometheus is that it did give us this chance for Covenant, and it did open up this mythology more. Um, and it's and yeah, now there's just so so many directions they can go with this this story and this franchise, and I'm just really. Really excited to see where they go with it, um, and uh, yeah, like you guys, I mean, I've just been so excited, especially since the second trailer came out and all the. Now they're really ramping up promotions. It's like, dude, I cannot wait for this movie to come out, and a uh, couple months away, we're almost yeah. there. So, how do you how do you think it's gonna do? How do you honestly? How do you think it's gonna do with people besides fans? Mm-hmm. In terms of box like, do, you think it's gonna, do you think it's gonna generate enough? Yeah, we were going to talk about that, right, Jamie? Just how we, at one point, how we were going to, or how we thought it was going to do, just 
financially. Yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah. Let's let's fine. speculate that. That's an interesting thing. Um, you know, I think it's gonna do. I I don't know what the budget is on it. I think it's. I could see it doing. 50, 60, maybe 70 million uh, opening weekend. I know R-rated movies are starting to kind of come back a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, I, I think it's going to do well, though. I really do. Even even with non-hardcore fans like us, I think it's. I think people will be appealed by it. So yeah, yeah. I think it'll, I think it'll do well also, but it's you know it's not going to be like the in the Marvel movies, it's almost like a re reintroduction to the franchise for a lot of people and a general introduction for most people because all the movies nowadays have been comic book movies, superhero, you know, raunchy comedies. It's, it's kind of new and old at the same time, but I think it's going to do well because Prometheus, from what I briefly remember, did decent despite the mixed reviews. I think this will do better than that. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to have the... Um, you know, the standing crown theaters as some of the bigger blockbusters, but I think it's going to be successful. Yeah. Agreed. I think, I'm thinking uh, domestic, $175 million. And I'm being, I'm be feeling like I'm being a little bit conservative, but I really think that money shot at the end of this last trailer is going to pack people in the, th in the theater. Um, yep. I just yep. feel like that's what they were doing it for. Um, uh, just to, yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like, to be honest with you, I feel like there were some big missed opportunities in terms of uh, promotion. Um, I saw uh, that movie, that horrible movie, uh, The Cure for Wellness, which was just horrible. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that was their big tentpole, not tentpole, but it was a big release for Fox. Um, and they had that second, uh, this, no, they they had the first teaser, or the first trailer on attached to it. Um, mm -hmm. But no one went to see that movie. I think it just flopped. Um, and then, yeah. then they had uh, the the mischance at the the Super, Super Bowl, you know. Super Bowl, yeah. That was fifty million people watching. I mean, I think it was just a really big missed opportunity. Um, and I know that they're doing South by Southwest, but there's only a few people who go. And of course, there's people on Facebook, but that's only a even the the million three million people that like the Alien page on Facebook. That's you know they need. 20 times that many people going to the theater to make some money, right. yep. you know? So yep. they need an audience to show that to, and I, I'm just a little bit concerned that they have not properly promoted the film, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I, I've, I've been, like I said, I've been a fan, I mean, since I was a little kid, and, you know, I go, I'm actually maybe one of the only people that was actually going into this movie kind of scared to the mm. point of, like, I sat through Resurrection. I sat yeah. through... And then I saw, you know, AVP was coming out, and I got all excited, went to the theater, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. Then I saw Requiem coming out, and of course Requiem, where they, you know, we have to try to make sure that all the sounds of the creatures and the, the effects are just like aliens so yeah. that we can draw people in. And that ruined it. And, I, and then Prometheus came out, and I was like, all right, that's not bad. But, you know, I, it wasn't until that second trailer that I was like, oh, I am on board fully yeah. in this. Yep. That, that's, it's amazing. I mean, I know it keeps... Talking about, but that second trailer was hook, line, and sinker. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know that, yeah, that, I agree. that was that was it. You know, and it's it just I was scared, but I think you're gonna get you're gonna get that you're gonna get the gun shy fans that are fans of the series, but have been through the last three movies and are like, I might just wait on this, see how the reviews are, and see you know, and then you're gonna have the ones that are yeah. like, I don't care what it looks like, I'm going to see it because it's an alien movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's 
So I hope it does well. I hope it does well or good enough that it just keeps the series going. Yeah, you know, exactly. you want to you, you want to keep being able to build off and build off and build off. Yeah. And as long as it does that, I'm totally cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well said. Yeah, Jamie, what do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I um. Oh yeah, you said 175. Yeah, 175 million. million. I, I mean, I, I just, uh, <laughs> I, again, I'm just nervous about exposure. I don't feel like enough people know that there's an alien movie coming out. Um, although it was attached to Logan, uh, let me recant that. Logan did Gangbusters last week. Um, yeah, yes. that was a great idea. Yeah, so that trailer, the six, second trailer, was attached to Logan. So people know. So okay, I'll, I'll walk that back a little bit. I'll say a little bit more. Maybe about 225 million. Prometheus made 106 million dollars profit. Um, which wasn't, it was profitable barely, 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 domestically. Mm-hmm. Um, worldwide, it probably made about three or four hundred million dollars, which is a nice haul for sure. Um, I think Prome- uh, Covenant needs to do double the amount of Prometheus. And I think it will. I really do. I, I think that uh, we have a really good cast. Um, again, it's just really about story, and it's about story and character, and we need characters that we can believe in. And I'm for me, like I said before, Michael last time and to Ryan, I'm already on board. I mean, I saw Tennessee and I saw, I just, I'm on board with these characters. I'm already rooting for them and I don't even know anything about them, you know? Um, and that's, what's going to get me, get me into the theater and keep me seated in the theater is uh, yeah. the characters and that they're bringing me along with them and that I'm as smart as they are. Um, not that I'm not that I'm like, Oh, you're stupid. Um, and that's what sunk me with Prometheus is I just felt like by the end, I'm like, you're all stupid. You deserve to die, you know? Um, but I don't feel that at all with covenant. I feel like, wow, these are really living, breathing people who we know in real life too, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've big expectations. And I mean, of course, Fox is, is, um, they're hedging their bets so much. They're already starting, you know, uh, Work on the second film. It's already written. That's what Ridley Scott said. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'm ready to colonize all over theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. I really do. That's just a classic line. That's kind of great. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I, we better call it quits. I got to get to bed because I got to be up at three. Um, but thank you so well, much, Michael, Dave, for coming on. Yep. Um, Absolutely, you guys are awesome. Uh, this is I, I, this is a highlight for me just to be able to talk about this. And I know Michael, you're saying before you're just kind of you're in fandom and you you want an outlet to t- talk about it and to really kind of get to that place where you can talk about it with people. And maybe you guys we all don't see eye to eye and everything, but that doesn't matter because we all have a shared love for a universe that has been in our lives since we were, you know, fourteen, fifteen. I don't know how old you Absolutely. were. Absolutely, um, Michael. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Are you like thirty five, forty? 35. Oh, okay. Right on. So you are. All right. You and, okay. And what about you, Dave? How old are you? Um, let's go with <laughs> 17. Uh, I'm 40. Okay. I'm <laughs> right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Great. That's great. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to get this episode up probably tomorrow, maybe sometime if I'm not wasted all day. Well, wasted from work. Um, and uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much again. Absolutely. Yeah, Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, man. Everybody have a good day. You too. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley. Last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off. <laughs>